Hello, Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that's always wanted to hit every button. Hey! Did you get it? Or an honorable mention? You nailed it. You actually got it. I got it. You might know me as Joe, and with me here to talk to you about the movie Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I have two ninjas. Not members of the Foot Clan, members of the League of Shadows, not Turtles. Well, I thought about Turtles, but like, Ninjas are cooler than Turtles. I guess. <laughs> that guy right now is Corey. I won this week, guys, so I've got nothing <laughs> else to say here. And the other one is Sequel. The podcast is not up for discussion. There were a lot when Michelangelo was on the roof with Penguin that I wanted to use. I had four potentials. I think they're all Michelangelo. Yeah. One of them... Well, actually, one... mine's Robin. The one I actually uses. Yeah, but. same. That was where I was at. I was like, if it wasn't going to be this line from Robin, it was going to be a Michelangelo line. One of them I think I was going to use was the podcast that's wearing a bat suit on top of a T-Rex, I think. thought that line was hysterical. I'm glad the T-Rex is in this movie. But we'll get to that. Twice. That's spoilers. Yep. Before we get into Batman vs. TMNT, though, we're going to let you know the things that we've been watching. No, Corey, you wanted to go first. Do Whatever, it. didn't we want Corey to go first? I've got a lot, so do we want me to go first? I'll, go, I'll be quick, I'll be quick. It, it doesn't matter to me, I can go either way. I feel like we had a plan, we can change it up. <laughs> Was it plan for me? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I'm pretty sure Sequel insisted you go first, but it's But you fine. introduced him first, and now it's Fine, Sequel, go first. Out of, out of sequel, just, sequel, sequel, just, just tell us about the movie. Show the train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Barely even start away three minutes in. This is yeah. what happens when we record a double. Jeez. For the future. <laughs> That I blew up. <laughs> I have a, what have I been reading, and I have a show. Cool. What have you been reading? Is it a comic? JSA: The Golden Age. Okay. Graphic novel. It's um, just post World War II, where superheroes were a main um, ally of the United States in, in winning the war and ending the war. Then McCarthyism takes over, and the superheroes are considered. Communists and have to give up being superheroes. So it's very Watchmen esque, but it's really interesting. It's and like Watchmen, like twenty years before, right? Like original Minutemen, like age, but yeah. like if all that took place prior. Everything's cyclical, so it's 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 very very cool. So it's, it's a pretty contained story. It's not like a it's not a trade paperback where there's multiple issues. It's We're just, going for it's just, just a graphic one, novel, one continuous. Yes, I love those mm-hmm. personally. That's really good. You can you can borrow it. One of them. Let me make sure I get Daredevil back to you next. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, the show I'm watching is The Wonder Years on Hulu because there's zero advertisements for whatever reason with that show. Really, zero. It's phenomenal. And I love The Wonder Years. I just happened across it, and I noticed it right away. I'm like, I haven't gotten an advertisement yet. And I've watched probably like 10, 12 episodes, just they're quick, and hasn't been a single one. And it's really I'm weird. super pumped about it. I might have to jump onto that. Like, what I'm doing <laughs> I don't even like The Wonder Years, but just because there's no <laughs> I don't like The Wonder Years. That's a great show. I, I, I just never had any reason to go back and watch it again. Like, there are other, like, sitcoms like, like that I'll always... Like, I will always watch The Office again. I will always watch Parks and Rec again. The Wonder Years, it's great. I've seen it. I don't need to watch it again, but in this scenario, I might. The there. only episode I remember is when he gets the bracelet, and he loses it. The he ID. has to get it replaced. He loses it cooking with the other girl. Yeah, yeah. that's a good... That's and the guy's, good. like, nearsighted, so it says Kevin Amold. Yep. That's right. It's great. The ID bracelet. I remember that one as well. Um... Does that have one of the most iconic intros in television history? Well, that's the reason why this isn't available as like a DVD or Blu-ray box set. Because you can't use the song? It's the rights to the music. Really? Like it exists on like Etsy and that's, I'm pretty sure, like if we looked at that booth at that comic con, oh, it's, it's definitely there. But <laughs> well, I don't think that's really... In the spirit of the con, but no, but, but he had a lot of like shows you couldn't find. I think they were all bootlegs. I'm yeah, sure. definitely. Um, very iconic. Growing up, I like remember like as as a youngster, me, my sister, my parents watching shows together. Mm-hmm. That was one of the shows, along with Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, and America's Funniest Home Videos. I vividly remember sitting down and watching my <laughs> family. My mom loves Doctor Quinn. She loves that show. <laughs> Well, I think we're we're all in it. Like, <laughs> like watching it now, like if if you catch it on TV, like flipping through, 
on like a random channel like WGN. They're terrible, terrible. Yeah, episodes. I believe it. But like back back when you were a kid, it was like, all right, well, what's Doctor Quinn up to? <laughs> Who's she gonna treat today? What's she gonna accept as payment? <laughs> right? She had zero money on that show. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me, Corey. What are the tons of movies you've been watching? It's your time to shine. Ooh. Build up is real. No pressure. All right, so I finished all the movies that I watched at the end of the year. Uh, the, Emperor, uh, the Emperor's New Groove holds up start to finish. Love that fucking movie. I don't like Disney movies. That movie's really good. You don't like Disney movies? No. We can't unpack this. Yeah, we don't have time. Oh. Disney animated features. Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. What about yeah. Big Hero 6? Yeah. You suck. Move on. Um, I end up watching Insidious during that span of time again because it's on Netflix. I enjoy that movie. It... Um, obviously the more you see a horror movie the less scared you get from it but I think that they did a lot with a little like it's a PG-13 movie that they managed to still make supremely scary Um, what else what else what else I saw Rocketman last night yeah you did I saw Rocketman last night I fucking loved that movie it is so between that and like The Greatest Showman, I'm slowly getting worn down to, against my hatred for musicals because that's what Rocketman is. Rocketman is a musical. Well, yes, yeah. yeah, it is not a biopic that's following a musician like Bohemian Rhapsody is. So it makes it almost impossible to compare the two, and that's what I went in trying to do. It's a real life fantasy of Elton John. Yeah, it's a real life fantasy. Yeah, um, he kind of did live a fantasy. Yeah, I I think my biggest critique of that movie in the grand scheme of things is that I wish. We're, we're excited to hear it. I wish that the music had actually followed the career a little bit better. You mean like... When songs were coming out is when they were played. What they did instead is they made the music fit the story that they were telling, which is a great way to do this. Yep. But it's like, they're making it seem like your song was like their breakout hit, and that's bullshit. It was top to, top to fucking bottom. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road was the debut album that made him big. And they don't play Goodbye Yelper Grove till the end of the fucking movie. Totally understand why. But if you're trying to actually follow the story of him and his relationship, especially with Bernie, you can't take that part into account because it's not like Bernie's writing Goodbye Yelper Grove at that moment when he's deciding to walk away because that's not how it happened. It's a dumb critique to have. It's just I wish they had lined it up a little better. And that's one of the things I liked about Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, that book, Bohemian Rhapsody, is all wrong. Bohemian Rhapsody is all wrong, too. A thousand percent wrong. I know. <laughs> but in the context, it, like, and that's the thing, when you're watching it, it seems like that's, okay, I can follow a trend here. Whereas this, I just know, I just know enough about Elton John to know that this shit's chopped up all over the place. The only thing Bohemian Rhapsody gets right is the date of Live Aid. <laughs> <laughs> and the they get his, they get, I mean, they get a lot of his life for it, though, don't they? Yes, but it's well music musically. It's, it's, it's details it's of his life, correct? Yes, it's, yes of it's, course. He didn't have AIDS during Live Aid. He didn't. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, all members of the band break up and do solo albums. before he does. Yeah, yes. like that. That the big. Uh, yeah, that's the the big like. They got to make a movie interesting. That's yeah. why I, I prefer the way Rocket Man does it because it's just interesting. It makes it a better movie. Mm-hmm. I'm there to watch a movie. I'm not mm-hmm. not a documentary. That's fair. I mean. That's really fair. Again, I, it was awesome. But as soon as they hit Saturday, and there's like choreographed dance scenes, and I'm like, Bob Madden, like, Saturday, Saturday. I'm like, I'm like singing in the theater. I'm like, fuck, I might like musicals now. And I don't think I like musicals. I think yeah. I like, I think I like music. And when they put the right music to the right movie, it works for me. It's funny because when Seiko and I saw it, he was like, I don't know if Corey's going to like this. <laughs> I lo- Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really, really good. But I did like it. Yeah. And the the parent the parent stuff ripped me to shreds. Every time his dad or his mom was on the screen, I died a little bit inside. It's like, that fucking sucks. Little Elton asking adult Elton if he can hug him now. Oh, oh I, I... I was like, come on. Come yep. on, movie. Yep, yep. I, uh... You shut up. I definitely... Definitely got chills in that moment. So it's it's June. Well, it's July when this comes out. Yep. But Taron Egerton's portrayal of Elton John, best acting performance was seen by a male 
This year? So this far. year so far? Yes. Okay. In my, I mean, at least... I haven't seen the, all the movies, but... I have not seen all the movies so either. So far, every, every movie I've seen, definitely the best one. And we follow, you know, the movies, and we, we hear if someone does a spectacular job of something where you have to see it, and I haven't seen or heard about anyone topping him thus far, so... Uh, hopefully he gets nominated. Hopefully okay. he wins really at this so. point. I think once upon a time in Hollywood, we're going to get some uh, something. Something coming, some, yeah. coming out of that. Yeah, for sure. I think that there's little things that Darren Eckerton does in Rocket Man that like put him over the edge for me personally, as far as the performance goes. Um, and it's not like things like it, it's the way he, the way his face is, and he reacts when he like grab Bernie's hands and apologize to him right before he goes on stage. It's like, they don't pay to see Reginald Dwight. They pay to see Elton John. He stops, turns around, like, grabs his wrist, like, sorry. Like, like there's, like, just a pure, like, humanizing moments that he brings out on, on the screen that's just incredible. I mean, the movie is just really, really good. He's a very good actor. He's... He's gonna be a star. I've always known... And he sang all the songs. He did. Yes, all he the did. songs are re-sang by him. Elton John is featured in... They made one original song for this. It's him and Elton John singing on it. I think it's like the last song in the movie. Probably plays during the credits. Yeah. But yeah, I listened to the soundtrack immediately after seeing the movie, which I'm sure you did too. Oh, I... The Sound of Down on me? Is that what it is? No, that's an Elton John song. I know that's an Elton John song. I thought that's what played for the closing credits, though. You would know. Well, then that's not the one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I did just see it, and I can't tell you. I was more concerned with trying, with being astonished with how great they did with the um, costumes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually looked at Pam halfway through it and told her, I was like, Can I I wear this costume for Halloween? If I was doing a ZTH episode, that would have been my opening line. Like I knew as soon as he said, I was like, "That's my that's my opening line bet for Rocket." And then later, you're like, "Scratch it! This is my opening line." Nope, nope, still is my opening line. What's the line? Uh, the only podcast that's wearing the biggest headdress on the no demand, the biggest headdress no demand. I wouldn't have picked that. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> fucking line, though. You'd be wrong because that's so, the yeah. best goddamn line in that movie. Wearing the biggest headdress known to man. Musical I, biopics are great. Yes. Yeah. I know this is a musical, it's part biopic. Well, part yeah, it's still about his life. It's I mean, pretty much entirely biopic. With fantasy, like, yeah. he, the thing is, the way that they frame the movie is that he's using the fantasy, they're using the fantasy to cover up the trauma that he went through in the younger years of his life and as he was rising. So it still has this really yes. deep biopic part, like, aspect to it, it's just... Agreed. Yeah. My friend looked at me and was like, during the Troubadour show when everybody was like floating and he was floating, she was like, this is how I know it's not a biopic. And I looked at her and was like, this actually happened. <laughs> I was like, this is this is fact. Wait till later when it turns into a rocket. Yeah. And then I looked at her and was like, this is also true. This is where Tony Stark got his idea. I think we might end up talking about Rocket Man for longer than the actual movie we're covering. Potentially. So we should move on. Yeah, I'll move on. Uh, I watched <laughs> The Substitute. Did you say this Because I had this discussion with somebody recently. Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger. We talked about it during the movie game. Okay. Because we were like, have you seen it? I was like, I feel like I have, but I can't remember it. So I went back and and watched it because it's on Amazon Prime. It's a good movie. It is really good. It's a little long. It's a touch long. There's like Um, four substitute movies. That's the only one with Tom Berenger, though. uh, And that was actually going to be the question I posed because I didn't have a ton to say other than that I enjoyed it. Um... Especially the the scene where he's actually teaching and he's like getting through to these kids and they're like asking questions and I'm like, oh captain, my captain, this is why I want to be a teacher. I'm crying on the train a little bit. You should see the principal with Jim Belushi. Okay, it's pretty much the same plot. <laughs> nice, but so you don't need to really. It's uh, I like it a little bit more. Cool, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I'll add it to the list. But my question was. This is one of those quintessential movie franchises where they keep making more of them, and I'm just honestly not sure why. Wouldn't it just be better if they stopped? Would you think that the substitute, the original substitute, would be better if it was a standalone? It was the only one, and there weren't like these other unnecessary movies to back it up. 
Or are you able to look at it in a vacuum like that? If you can keep the original cast or go with a completely new cast, like new characters. If you have to recast anybody, just... just you have to recast If Tom Berenger, if you approach him and he says no... You, you can't continue. We're talking about the main person. Yes. Like the lead. Because, yeah. like, otherwise you're just excluding Iron Man 2. Which isn't a great movie, but... Right. But they did recast War Machine. Yeah, for for the lead. Like, that, that, that's exactly what I mean. Because they, they don't go with Tom Berenger for the rest of the... I think the rest of them might be straight to DVD, in all honesty. They probably are. Uh, and they're probably not good. No. They almost I, I, never I've are. seen the substitute, too. I haven't seen the uh, other ones. But... Um, it's like how Bloodsport sequels aren't good. Yeah, I've seen three Bloodsports. Are two of them bad? They're not nearly as good as the first one. So but they, they keep um, the biker guy, well, I, I forget his name, the guy who plays Ogre. Ogre and, yeah. I don't remember his name either. He's in like all of them. <laughs> cool. Heck, he's not working. Winston's in The Substitute from Ghostbusters. Oh, that's right, yeah. It's the principal. He's in the crowd. He is in the crowd. What? Go back to our episode, see if we mentioned it, but I don't think we did. We might have. I definitely mentioned it. You, you did. Sequel probably did. Yes. Anyway. Because Frank was there. Like, Frank, you know who that is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie's still a great movie. Fire it up. It's, it's fine. It's fucking brilliant. It's, uh, and my emo soul loves it. It's cool. Jason Momoa would have done great. As the oh character. my god, but it is such a fun. He'd make a pretty bad Wolverine, though. So bad. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> so bad. He's fine. Probably a better saber tooth, if I'm being honest. But I could buy him more as that. <laughs> I'm still fine with him. If, he, if the cast was on the point. Craven. Whatever other movie, I had one more that I was going to bring up. Ex Machina. Ex Machina! Thank <laughs> you! I also watched Ex Machina. Holy shit, that movie was phenomenal. Movie is so good. It there's a couple of moments that kind of lose me, but shortly thereafter it, it brings me right back in. It's it's an awesome movie, and with such a minimal cast, I really always appreciate movies that are that that are that good with that small. There's like, what, that three contain. people in this movie. Five. Four have speaking lines. That's it. Well, outside of the office. Helicopter pilot, Ava, uh, Donald Gleason, Oscar Isaac. That's the four. And the and fifth, one, fifth one was the... Nico? Was that was her name? That's yeah. It's not. It's incredibly racist of me. Yeah. I don't remember what her name is. It might be. But I think it's Nico. Yeah. Kyle, you have a frozen treat in the freezer. I don't know if you, if you know that. Huh. Yeah, Sam dropped it off. Yes. Ex Machina? Yes. That movie blew me away. Yeah, yeah. great. I watched that movie and I was like, oh my god. Where do you land, where do you land on the dance scene? The dance? Yeah, the dance wow. scene. It, it didn't really land with me. Thank you. But outside of that, like that whole movie, like, that, I, I watched uh, that before I was going to sleep and like, you didn't sleep, I, did I, you? I couldn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> For like an hour and a half, I was like, I can't, I can't sleep. Well, it's it, it calls into question how many of us are taking the turn test on any given day. Leave this in. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it does. It calls into question if any of us are not taking the turn test right now. There's no way for me to prove that I'm not taking it right now. All three of you may be cyborgs. I don't know. You're, I can only tell yeah, that I'm not. You're living in the Matrix story. You're plugged into a machine right listen, now. Listen, Rene Descartes taught me one thing, and it's that I think, therefore, I am. The only thing I can prove is that I exist. Deep. What if you're just a computer program? No. Then I'm beating you at the turn test, and that gives me purpose. I haven't been fooled. But we're not real. We don't know yet. I don't know. I don't know who is and isn't real anymore. (laughs) So I'm glad I'm not the only one where the dance scene kind of kind of missed. I understand. I understand when you guys said that. I was like, okay, that makes more sense. But nonetheless, everything else in that movie is fucking awesome. It is worth the watch. And it's on Netflix. That's fucking value right there. Yeah. I could watch it again it's tonight. It's worth $9.99. Or however much they jacked it up to now. I don't it, know. If I, was, if I was flipping through Amazon Prime and it popped up and it was like, rent for $4, I'd be like, yeah, I wanted to watch this anyways and I rent it for $4. Like have no issue with that. And then a month later, I'd be like, I want to watch Xbox Machina again. I'll rent it for $4. You should have just bought it for 10 Yeah, so that's that's my last thing, is Ex Machina, and it's great. 
You liked it too. That's, is that a six stone and a gauntlet or just a six stone? Six stone. Six stone? Where are you at with it? It's either five or six. Yeah. It's very good. I think I think it's a six stone. I would I would it was it was trending towards the gauntlet until those couple of moments where until I was the dance like, scene. It's my second favorite movie from that year. What's your first favorite? Mad Max Fury Red. Okay. That makes yes. sense. That makes sense. We just talked about that. I don't remember that. what else came out that year, so it's probably not my favorite from that year, but it's good. It's not, I, it's not I ten. I think Spotlight might have came out that year. And you love that movie. I fucking love that movie. Let's see. Bye-bye. Batman V Team and Team, alright? So close. We're, we're almost, almost there, there, guys. Hang in there. Uh no. So, if that's what I've been watching, the only question left to ask is Joe, what have you been watching? Great question, Corey. I'll address it now. Thank you. <laughs> I'll address it at the end of the show. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> That's a tease. Uh, I watched Blade Trinity because my girlfriend wanted to finish the trilogy because she never finishes movie series. How did she like it? Uh, she admits that it's a bad movie. All right. Good. She, it's the weakest of the three. I agree. I'm not going to say much more about it until we do it because, you know... The other movie that I watched was a movie that I've wanted to watch for some time, and they're taking it off Prime, so I decided I had to strike now. I watched Starship Troopers. Oh my god, you've never seen it? I've never seen it. Isn't that a comic book? I guess they're taking it off Prime, so you want to see it now for free. Okay. I've seen it, and the only reason I saw it is because everyone in school was talking about the co-ed shower scene. Of course. Everybody in school was talking about the co-ed shower scene. I was assuming, I I was expecting some grandiose thing based on what I've heard about things. No, no, this is just a movie scene. But when you're like nine or ten years old, it's like the greatest thing. Yeah. What what year did it come out? 97. 97? Yes, I was ten. I was nine. It's a good movie. It's it's weird. But it's, it's it's, it's kind of campy. As you'd expect from a weird, futuristic, sci-fi alien movie. But it's fun. It's, it's kind of like a coming-of-age story mixed with alien sci-fi stuff. It's cool. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't realize that... Uh, oh, God, I'm forgetting his name now. Neil Patrick Harris was in it. M.P.H. Doogie himself. It's a fairly polarizing movie, too. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of people that just fucking hate this movie. I don't know how you could hate that movie. Like, I, I can understand, like, it not being your thing, but actively hating that movie. I think the problem was the whole, conversely, on the other side of the coin, there's a whole, like, cult following for that movie. So people are just like, how could you possibly like this piece of shit movie? So it's like, they hate it out of just sheer anger at the people that love it. They hate the cult people. Got it. Yes. Guess the tomato score. Uh, 18? Wait, of Starship Troopers? You're way the hell off. Yeah. It's Is like, it really high? I want to say it's in the 60s. It's Give like 63. Me. 62, Joe. Oh, so close. I thought it was rated really, really poor. No. No, it's the uh, They made like three sequels, or three other movies, and those are... I was just looking at them on the Amazon screen. On IMDb, they're rated in the twos and threes. Oof. I've, I Oof. rarely see a movie below five on IMDb. So that should be just complete and utter garbage. Hmm. If you're thinking of Lost in Space, which came out, that was like a 28. I think that's what happened. I kind of like that movie. I like the show. It's got Matt LeBlanc in it from Friends. The movie does? Lost in Space, yeah. Has Matt LeBlanc in it from Ed. Got the chimpanzee that plays baseball. And that's what we've been watching. <laughs> let's, let's finally jump into the movie facts for this movie that took us forever to get to. Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Some of that's got to get edited. It's rated PG-13. Why? I don't know. There's a, there's a ninja start of the fucking build piece there's, in the first ten minutes. There, so what? There's gore in this. A surprising yeah. amount of gore for a half Nickelodeon movie. What was Pretty in Pink rated? PG. Or 16 PG. Candles? PG. PG. But that was in 84. Yeah. This is 2019. It was one hour and 27 minutes long. It's directed by Jake... Castorena, sure, I don't know you. Stars a bunch of other people I mostly don't know. Troy Baker, Eric Bauza, Darren Chris, Baron Vaughn, great name. Great name. Baron Vaughn? Baron Vaughn. What's his last name? Vaughn. It has to be something. Baron Vaughn something. Yeah, like Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Baron Vaughn. You're doing a bit here. I appreciate it, but we gotta move on. (laughs) We're 28 minutes in having to start talking about this movie. It's fine. (laughs) It's (laughs) fine. 
get to. It's Baron Von Awesome. There you go. <laughs> Kyle Mooney, Ben Giroux, Rachel Bloom, Brian George, and then I just gave up writing because, sure. once again, a bunch of people in this. Budget, who knows? Gross, who cares? It didn't get released. There's no gross. Rotten Tomatoes at 100%. It's not certified. It's not. It's only 12 ratings yeah. or reviews. Wow. Yeah. Audience score of like 55 reviews is 84%. IMDb 7.2 out of 10. Metacritic not on there. Those are the abbreviated movie facts. And by abbreviated, I mean that's all I can find. Let's do our general spoiler-free thoughts of Batman v TMNT. That's the last time I'm referring to it. Really by title at all. This movie... Hey, Corey, what did you think of this movie? I was really surprised with how much I liked this movie. I laughed a lot as the movie progressed. Um, I'm not a fan of animated movies, as I said consistently throughout the course of this podcast. No. Yeah, believe it or not, not my thing. Um, but this was fine. Like, It didn't necessarily hold my attention super well, but I enjoyed the way that that was written, I enjoyed how quirky and how funny it was, and, you know, I mean, I'm not going to hold realism to to count here, I mean, it's an animated movie, they, they get they get some, some leash on that, so it was a, it was a fun, it was a fun little romp, uh, I definitely, uh, definitely enjoyed it overall. Sika, what did you think? I really like Batman, I really like the Ninja Turtles, I just don't like them mixed together. Batman, I really appreciate the darkness, the brooding. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are fun. So it's a lot of fun. Together, it just doesn't quite mix for me. I was surprised to see the end credits have all those uh, comic book crossovers. The, like, I didn't know. Apparently, that. it's a real thing. It's, it's a real been thing. Happening. It caught me totally off guard. What? The comic book crossovers? In yeah, Batman. Did, did you watch the end credits? No. They, they show, like, cover art for different crossover comics between Batman, Batman and the Turtles yeah wow yeah so it's not just a one time thing no interesting but yeah you know, I think I got through it it was it was okay they do something that I really 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 dislike but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that I thoroughly enjoyed this one nice the DC animated movies they know what they're doing the Marvel ones kind of suck but the DC ones are almost always good this one's no exception I really like the blending of the tones how they they have their Batman lore, they have their Turtles lore, they managed to mix them, and I feel a pretty effective way. There were a lot of old school Turtles references in this, that we'll get into specifics, that I didn't see coming, or expect to see mentioned in this movie. There's like three or four little nods that they do throughout the course of this movie, I'm like, yeah. holy shit, that takes... That's a throwback. And like, it, it takes, thought, one or two of them are like, you had to think to do this. Yeah. Which we'll talk about later. I'm very excited. It was good stuff. And from here on out, we're going to be spoiling Batman v TMNT, which is a real possibility. You haven't seen it yet since it came out this year. And who watches this movie? Yeah, well... I got really stoked when I saw the preview for it, though. I've been wanting to do this... I've been wanting to do this since they did the preview. Since they gave us the preview. When you brought it up, I was like, I'm going to watch it, and I'm probably going to like it. About ten people at work ask what we're doing for the podcast. I mentioned this. And nine out of ten have seen this. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's catching up. You, you do work with a lot of nerds, though. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, engineers. Yeah. Fucking nerds. Sorry, guys. <laughs> They're all <laughs> listening, aren't they? Yeah, that's a... They might be. I don't know. Hide your lunch sequel. <laughs> and from here on out, we're going to be spoiling the movie, so this is your last chance to get out spoiler-free. Thanks for the download if you leave. Let's do it. Spoilers. Michelangelo is the best part of this movie. Yeah. He is so fucking funny. Every time he's on, he, like, if I had decided that I was going to kind of, like, check my emails or fold some laundry while I was, like, half watch, like, while I was, like, watching it, the second that he comes on the screen and starts talking, I'd put down whatever I was doing. He, he hooked me from the first time he started speaking, and I, I was, I was with him until the very end. And, and you got to push all the buttons. Like, how exciting is that? I like Michelangelo a lot. He's not my favorite character in the movie. Okay. Baxter Stockman. Is my favorite Baxter Stockman's great. Baxter Stockman is fucking great. This is so good. I don't know anything about this character. I don't know if he's unique really? for this movie. I don't know. I don't know a lot of TMNT lore. Well, oh, okay. I, he's one of my favorite 
He was great in the cartoon. He's the first boss in the uh, Turtles 4 video game, I want to okay. say. Did you see the Turtles movie that we did for this? The the live action, live action quote unquote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one? He's uh, Tyler Perry, it's him. Right? Isn't that Baxter Stockman? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Megan Fox shitty one. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yes. So the second one. Man. Yes. Okay. You're right. Yeah, yeah. My bad. I've, I've tried to. I forgot we did the the first actual Turtles movie. The good one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on who you ask. Um, who you ask. Uh, Baxter Stockman, though, um, I th- was created. He's pretty much based on Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. And that makes perfect sense. That makes a lot of sense. The only way they get him more perfect in this is if they actually have Jeff Goldblum to do the, the voice. voice of him because he acted just like Jeff Goldblum. He was. Perfect. It's, he's so good at this. <laughs> I haven't gotten paid yet. I guess that's, <laughs> guess that's, a, guess that's a mark in the sleeve problem. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my lines. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, he was good. Oh, ha- hostage call on that sleeve. Hostage call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob was like, prepare your best. And he just throws up and passes out. <laughs> you are disappointing. <laughs> you are disappointing. This is Damien Wayne. Yeah, Robin. yeah. He calls him dad at one point. Yes, right? and that's the only way you know what yeah. Robin it is. I spent. They also reference like Robin dying. Razal Gould does. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it makes sense. But there's a bunch of other Robins between Jason Todd and Damon Wayne, though. Uh, I think Damon Wayne's the third one, and Jason Todd was the second one. So I don't think so. Oh, and as far as I know, it, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right, you're right. The timelines are weird because they're comic books, so I don't yeah, really know. That's true. DC's relaunched yeah. so many times, retcons and Elseworlds, and there's there's a ton of Robins. There's either been zero or two Robins between the. Yeah, we do Dark Knight Returns. You got uh, Carrie Kelly, the name. She's Dark Knight Returns, the graphic novel. Oh yes, movie. yeah, 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 yep. yep. And that's not to not to forget. Um, What's his name? Um, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. That's, yes. Which is... That's the original. Robin. The original Robin. So Jason Todd came back. Yep. Okay. There's been a lot of Robins is what we're saying, so it's hard to pinpoint which one specifically this is, but, but he we, says dad at one point. We nailed it. Yes. Damien we did. Damien Wayne. I, again, I'm, I'm with, with Joe on this, and I guess consequently against Eagle. I like the tone, the tone blend. I like the tone blend most of the time. Um, I think that there are a couple of moments in this where the tone blend doesn't work very well. And specifically, I think that it doesn't work very well when... You're going to break my heart if it's what I think it is. When Batman... Like... When Batman does his, we have to do this alone. This is my town. I get to decide. And then he stops and turns around and is like, well, all right. We need each other. And then, like, it just... That part's, that part's clumsy. It's yeah. clumsy, and I think it's again. I think it's clumsy because Batman is such a a one like a one way street type of character. If he makes a decision about stuff like that, he's not gonna. He doesn't easily change his mind. He's certainly not gonna change his mind within the first like five seconds. Like I almost wish he had gone, pulled Batgirl and Robin, and were like, "All right, we're doing this on our own. Like we're supposed, like we should have the whole time." gotten into trouble and then the turtle showed up I think that would have been a better and then he like accepted like oh okay yes I do need your help I think that could have been a better way to yeah, do that story instead to have Ross give the, clunk, the kind of clunky speech and then With he just that, like turns around and everybody everybody's like face of shock when he like turns Batman around by the shoulder I enjoyed that too though that was a fun little thing no one lays a hand on Bruce for real did you know that he was Bruce Wayne and Batman? It's, it's under Wayne Manor, so we kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of. The lighter tone really makes, and it's a Nickelodeon-produced movie. I'm shocked that it's PG-13. I really am. It did not feel like a PG-13 movie to me. Well, for me, I, I can it's see it getting... all the gore. Yeah, I can see yeah, it being PG-13. It's got, it's got a, it's got a... see intestines or anything. It's a, No, but you get, you get a, you get a, a ninja star to the forehead. You get a man who's straight decapitated, and you see it. You it's see plenty, his head. Plenty of blood. Not yeah. like not like a ton, but you hear it. It's a yeah. lot of it's a lot of audio. It's, it's audio kind of blood. For an animated movie, it's graphic violence. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I understand why they would rate this PG thirteen. What I'm, I, I certainly think that it's fair to assume that a kid shouldn't be allowed to just 
turn this on and watch it without his parents around. Which is an interesting choice, seeing as how they mixed Batman with the Turtles. Which is, yeah. Yeah. So it's, I get it. This is a conversation for, for a different time. I, I had this conversation with my wife recently about, like, R-rated movies and growing up and what you're allowed to see, what you weren't allowed to see, and I, I can talk for an hour about it. <laughs> I'm sure we all could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Corey, so here's my question. Hit me. Can't wait. We got the gray bat suit with the blue cowl and the yellow logo. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite bat suit to see? Not functionality. Oh, oh, oh. I will say. Okay, so we before, have enough time for this. Before I answer, before I answer this question, I want to actually bring up what happened in my head, what dinged in my head. Okay. Early in the movie, when I realized that it was the gray, blue, and yellow, I was like, I don't think I've seen this bat suit on screen in so long that I forgot that it existed. Like I was like. Dude, this is the original old school like it's like sixties Batman. Yeah, that like this is sixties Batman. Yeah. Um. So, I really enjoyed seeing this suit on the screen. But to answer your actual question, I think my favorite. Sorry, I think my favorite bat suit. I, and I'm just yeah, functionality be damned. I think Tim Burton's Michael Keaton bat suit is my favorite bat. So the all black with the yellow. all black and the big bold orangey yellow. That is my favorite. As that well. is my favorite. I think it's just so, just the juxtaposition of that stark black and that bat symbol is just such a thing. Is just the the symbol is my favorite part of the suit. I really like the all black. Also, it really yeah. pops off. Functionality, yeah, it sticks out. But it's supposed to because comic book wise, that's the um, that's where your eyes most, are. That's the most impenetrable part of his suit. Yeah, so if you were to shoot way. at Batman, you would naturally aim for that because yes. that's what your eyes go to, and that's where he wants to bullet bounce off of. Um, my second favorite one to see on screen would be the all gray with the battering sleek logo on the front. We we see that suit in the behind the glass. So all gray. It's more from the animated series. The all gray with the big just bat across. Yeah, it's not the, like the the. Bat symbol one. It's more like a, it looks like, like a, a batarang. Yeah, yeah. batarang symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of what they used more as a. There it is. Yeah, that's that, that's my favorite one. Yep, yeah. that's the animated one. series mm-hmm. one. Yeah. yeah, which is also more or less what they. Well, it's more similar to what they use in the Dark Knight series, where the bat symbol is essentially a batarang across right. the chest. Then the the Ben Affleck one is the fatter bat symbol, but it's like, like short in the middle. Nah, I don't like that one. But I like his bat suit. I don't like his bat symbol. Yeah, the symbols. The right. symbols kind of like one. But yeah, I was um, shocked to see the blue. Yeah, the yeah. blue was the blue was a nice. T- it was a nice change. Every Batman we've, we've covered recently on this show, anyways, has always been the black. So to see the blue come back out is nice. Figure they're mixing it up with throwing the turtles in there. Why not give us a different bat suit? Yeah, that's true. It's a lighter suit. <laughs> for, for a lighter, lighter tone, tone movie. Exactly. For a lighter tone movie. And, and on top of that, you know, you have you have a, a, a pretty blank slate, realistically. This is the... F- I don't want to misspeak, but I think, as far as I can tell, is the first major Batman production, animated production, since... All of our favorites have stepped down from the characters, outside of Ninja Batman. But I don't count that because I count that as a far movie, anyways. I don't dubbed. know who voiced Batman for Gotham by Gaslight. I think it might have been Bruce Greenwood. Oh, maybe I'm that. Yeah, sure that was I think Batman. you're right. I think Gotham by Gotham by Gaslight was the first one where they all walked away. I think Bruce Greenwood. You're right. Fine. You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Bruce he's Greenwood. Not Bruce, he's not Kevin. The guy in this movie is also fine. Yeah. Whatever his name I think is. That, that guy, Troy is, Baker. He does Joker, Joker. and yeah. Batman, which is weird. Luckily, they don't interact in this. Otherwise, I would not be able to stop thinking about that. What Joker and Batman? Yeah, yeah, they do. Oh yeah, they do a little bit. Batman gets not, frozen. To there's not thing. a lot of back and forth. Though. Yeah, there's not back and forth. Like a five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Minutes. Yes. But nonetheless, it's still a hard reset. You still got you. You can still figure it out. So you can mess around with what you think it should look like. You can mess around with who you think should voice these things. I thought the voice acting in this was. Pretty awesome. It's, it's really good. Yeah. yeah, I have no complaints. Voice action, animation worked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of the moments, the animation, I, I wasn't in love with it. Like what? I, I couldn't. I couldn't put put my finger on on when, but it, like it got soft in a couple moments where it wasn't as like hard lined. 
and I was like, eh. It was. I, I, I think that it was just the way that they animated those particular moments that just didn't do it for me. Um, but otherwise, I think the animation was pretty pretty stellar. So, what were the 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 turtle references you guys were alluding to earlier? Well, I didn't. Ex- at one point, I didn't expect to hear this at all. Donatello drops a bossa nova. He drops a bossa nova. Okay. I was like, "Holy crap! I can't believe they went that far back." I, I, they, the van having the NYC manhole covers, manhole covers yeah. spray painted like pizza. I didn't see that coming. That was great. Happy I saw it. Funny thing, I don't know if you noticed this. It was just a weird thing I happened to catch on the screen. In hanging in the van, April. There's a calendar that says April with a turtle on it. Oh, that's yeah, great! I'm like, wow. Oh, that's that, awesome. that was what I was alluding to. I was like, holy shit! That's a several in three levels. They've got like their version of the swimsuit, the swimsuit calendar. calendar, and it's open to April, who is the babe that they like in New York. I that, that that's just, great. Like, no, that, that fits. And it was just such. I'm it's, sorry, I missed that. Yeah, it's and it's one of those things you blink and you miss it. But if you catch it, you're like... <laughs> yeah, I was like, what incredible attention to detail. Yes, that's this ex- movie. exactly where my head went. That's I was great. like, that is great attention to detail. I think you get a really... I think you get a lot of really... No, I can't say that sentence. Um, sure you can. Unlike in Blade 2, where we get a lot of really shitty dialogue. You know, three weeks ago. Three yeah. weeks ago. I almost said last time. That's Damn it, now I did It was last time for us. It's fine. They, they know. They know, of course. It's happening at this point. Yeah. Um, of them this is pre-recorded. It's not live. <laughs> That's true. You can't call in. Do you get that question a lot? I've never gotten it. I, oh, I, my I, God. I, is there any of the people I interact with on a daily basis? Ask you if they can call in. That's really funny. Every time they find out, oh, I'll call in. Like, no, you won't. Like, <laughs> You can call SQL during the, you know what, no. And I will, you can send an email. And I'll not. I'll send you the voice yeah. right. <laughs> you you just tell you. Tell them. You do not ghost Nick Fury. That's right. Um, I have to talk to Nick Fury if you don't talk to Nick Fury. I don't want to talk to him. So you got to talk to we him. We haven't seen that. Yet, we did that movie last week. We did. <laughs> As of right now, I don't know if it's good or not. I assume it was good. So, <laughs> unlike Blade Two, where the where the dialogue was pretty fucking shitty, I think that the dialogue in this is honestly really good. I, I find very few moments where I'm like, ew. That's pretty solid. Yeah, like I it's. It. I think that they they benefited from they benefited from knowing what they were right. They knew it was an animated movie that they didn't have to overcomplicate the storyline. They're just trying to tell a story from A to B, and they take a, like a little little fork in the road here for ten minutes. You know, it, the dialogue's good, and like the banter the banter between the turtles is fun. The banter between the turtles and the Bat Crew is pretty good. You get, I think it's Michelangelo. I think it's Michelangelo riding through the Wayne Manor with the skateboard and knocking the pizzas over. That's, yes. He's the one it's, Mike, it's Mikey, yeah. right? He gives a skateboard to Alfred. Alfred it's much the greatest What I've always honor. wanted. And then he bear hugs him and walks him over to the pizza table when Batman tells him that they can't leave. I thought Batman was going to fix their car because my boy's beat up. Maybe he did. I mean, I if they Donatello were doing... can't fix it, what's Batman going to do? Yeah, I guess. Donatello does machines, even with one arm. Kind oh, of. That poor, poor turtle in his broken arm. So, I always thought with with DC, Metropolis was New York. Gotham, I always imagined to be, like, Chicago. Yeah. Yes. This movie alludes otherwise. Well, this, this is the... I kind of approach this movie as it being kind of like an Elseworld... Just because they don't exist in the same right. canon together, but exactly. they're from New York, and they said this is exactly like New York. Yeah. With, uh, but my, I love how you pointed out the blimps. That was great. Yes, <laughs> that was in, that was in, that was in the running for one of my lines too. That's why actually. these blimps. Oh, that's why these blimps are here. Yeah. Those shells are unbelievably strong. But we can get to that after we get to this point. Um, I agree. I, Metropolis has always been New York. It has to be. It has to be. I thought. What if Gotham's Gotham, like Detroit and Metropolis is Chicago? There's been never entered the equation. There's me. so much crime in Detroit, and there's so much crime in Gotham. There was there was a time there's crime everywhere. There was somebody uh, <laughs> Matt Matt was was saying that it was Gotham was New York. Or I'm sorry, Metropolis was New York, and like the Jersey, the Greater Jersey City area was Gotham. See, I thought that like they were within eyesight of each other. I mean, that helps with this movie. Like, I guess. Dri- if, if you drive on the Turnpike, like crossing the bridge. 
Like, you, you get a little bit of Gotham. Yeah, you get a Gotham feel. With the cranes in the air, yeah. like, on the waterfront. It's, uh, you get a little Gotham yeah. feel. It'd be amazing if Superman and the Turtles exist in the same universe. They just call it Metropolis, and the Turtles insist that it's New York. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's called New which, York. Which one is it? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I let that... I kind of, like, hand wave that. It's just, no, it's not a gripe. I'm just curious what your, no one your knows. opinions are. I don't know who even would ask that question, too. Like, who would have the definitive answer? Yeah. I want to know. Yeah, okay, I we'll, think never, I we'll never find out. Too. No, and that's and that's the thing. Like they've always used fake cities in the DC. Like, like so, like do the, the flash. You have to question the flash is Central City. Yeah. For some reason, Cincinnati. I just because <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've always considered Star City something in the in like the like Detroit. I, I've Star City is Salt Detroit. Lake City. That's <laughs> not. No. Well, there were a couple of hours from from Central City. Star City and Central City are a couple hours apart. Yeah. So that's six hours from... There's a train. Yeah, six hours from Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. I miss the Drew Carey show. Do you? I like that show. It's a good show. I'd watch an episode or two right now and see where it ended. I'd watch it if it was on Hulu with no commercials. <laughs> Very well may be. <laughs> My biggest gripe with this movie... I hope it's the same as mine, because I have this five that's unforgivable. Okay, I'm interested. I don't think that they needed to do the Arkham nonsense. I think it's a big part of this movie. I, I understand why they did it. Oh, they just want to shoot one of all the villains in? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, like, I mean... And then the only the only saving grace of the whole thing is at the end they're like, oh, crap, it was a distraction. Like, they call it what it is, which I appreciated, but I didn't need it. Like, I could have done... Without that 10 minutes, you could have made this an hour and 15 minute movie and I would have still been okay. They had to fill time. They had to fill time. And then I just think that they fall into the Batman trap of like needing to remind us of all of the other Batman villains and what all of them do. And it's That's my favorite aspect of Batman is the recurring villains. I would have been fine walking down that hallway, seeing the villains, getting a line from the villains, and that that's it. You get yeah. the Joker out if that's the one. Yeah, that would have been better. That, that, yeah, if they fine with that. Yeah, if they just got the Joker out and then Joker they, and Penguin. That's, that's really all you need because yeah. Penguin's. Yeah, and like Penguin's the only one not in arc. Exactly. You like you know like you take. Oh, yeah. You take the Joker with his ooze and set him free in his what? I'm not calling it that. What they call it the ooze? That's from the movie. Oh. <laughs> I forget what she even calls it. Uh, yeah, she calls it or some shit. Um. It's, it's, it's not, not a, or some shit. Yeah, it's like anti-reduction something or another. Sure. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah, so he gets his ooze and he's off and that, like, the sidetrack that they have to do is like, they need to stop the Joker before he turns a bunch of his, himself and a bunch of his minions into ooze things. Into animals. Into animals. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I hate the animals. That's my biggest thing. I can't freaking stand it. Quoted out of context, we just nailed sequel so hard. He hates the animals. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Why do you hate the animal sequel? Don't they set that up in Team Bebop really, and really Rocksteady? They just set that up with, with Bebop and Rocksteady. They also, I, I feel, there's a couple reasons. A, I don't think they look good. Okay. I think Joker as a snake looks really stupid. Uh, yeah. Um, the fact that he got all of his teeth knocked out, like what happens when he goes back to Joker? Is he just toothless? Utterly ridiculous. Yeah. He gets grills and then gets a tattoo that says damage across his forehead? If they... Oh my god, it all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this movie's canon. Sure is. Also, uh, I feel like with the ooze... People will misinterpret the original origin of the turtles as if they were human and became turtles. Yes, and I don't like that. Yeah, that's not the way that that worked. They're just turtles who got some chemicals spilled on them, and then they grew. They became super turtles. Really, it's like it's like a reverse ooze because they became kind of human, right? They caused up the ooze, yeah. which I guess explains. Which sort of actually kind of out of the shadows, right? Don't they have the serum to turn them human? Yeah, they make that. Yeah, they have to make that choice. Like X-Men. Um, I... You? Get out of here. I think a bigger... A bigger problem, at least for me, with that scene in particular, is that... They make it seem like they don't have a ton of this... You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be on the TMNT side here. Anti-Ooze. But they they seem to, like, be throwing it 
pretty uh, pretty liberally. I okay, yeah, I hate that part. They they, they, they use they, one syringe on I think Batman the first on Batman the first and then time. smaller creatures than what Batman turned into. They're throwing three four they syringes throw at. I'm like, what are you three, doing? What'll do? They throw three into like the Hulk thing that's like on top of the van. Yeah. Like, that seems like a waste. Did that take three times the amount of anti-ooze as Batman did? Because Batman was pretty ferocious and terrifying and right. huge. And then the T-Rex is like... He throws like eight... throws eight down the gullet of the T-Rex. I'm like, that seems like excessive. I feel like you're going to turn... like. They f- I guess they found a way to synthesize a lot of it quickly. Because, wow. And, yeah, right? And that's that was my big thing in, in that scene in particular. I'm like, Ugh. And they don't think to do it against... The elephant that's just charging. You just... You could technically just go at the rate you're going and let it go, and the elephant would have run into it. Instead, you decide to let the elephant blow up in a huge explosion. They got blood on their hands. Batgirl's got blood on her hands, Joe. It's not the first time. (laughs) We'll be the last. It's true. I'm trying to find out what it's called. I can't. It's okay. We'll just watch it again together. I own it now. Do you? Did you buy it? It was five dollars to rent, eight dollars to own. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna own that every single time. Was it? I thought, I thought it said uh, twelve on my, my, on my screen. Library had it. This is a, like that. That's a very specific movie for a library to have. They had um. It's surprising because Batman Ninja and Gotham against really yeah. also. So it's like in their new release section. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Actually. No one's checked this one out yet. I'm probably the only one that has checked out all three of them, to be honest. They put you on a list. This guy's a fan of Batman. Now they'll just get every Batman animated because they think that you're going to come in and rent it. You should just rent Under the Red Hood over and over again. We should do that, that movie's great. We did. We did. That oh, movie's yeah. phenomenal. We should do it again. <laughs> I, would, I would do a redo. The... Live action. I'd love to see that. I would... Live action. I'd pay for that. The... One thing, the only other thing I think that they lacked as far as storytelling goes, and this is even where they could have made up the 10 minutes that they didn't need to waste at Arkham, Raja Ghoul and Shredder have this, like, teetering thing that, like, you see the partnership kind of erode a little bit, but you don't see them actually get into it at all. I expected it. You wanted, like, a one-on-one showdown? Or, or at least a little more fight. Like, Shredder just kind of turned into Raja's bitch there for a while. And, like, he would, like, squint his eyes and be like, oh, and, like, brooding. But he wouldn't do anything. And Shredder's a big, mean guy. You uh, you expect him to say something at a certain point. Yeah, he's just dangling the Lazarus pit in front of him. And I guess and the, that he's just does like, fine, not... I'll just put up with this for immortality. But that it just doesn't pay off. Poor guy. And that's the thing. When he's like, nah, you'll get the Lazarus pit maybe eventually. And, like, the thing goes off, I, I, I think Shredder would have, like, done something to hold it down, but, like, no, no, you don't get to do this until I get my Lazarus pit. Do you, do you guys know there was a post credit scene? No. No, but I can watch it whenever I want. You can watch it right now, because we should talk about it. That looks cool. Right? That image looks cool. I don't love the... That looks like how it should look in Batman Ninja. We're going to get yeah. a sequel. Yeah, we are. Um, it's going to be weird. I'll take it or leave it. Uh, I mean, I'm happy I get a sequel. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm getting a second one, but I get a sequel. Sh- Shredder. Well, I just think Shredder's such a good, like a good enough villain on his own that you don't need to do things like make him the Joker too. Or well, that's more fun with the crossover, right? Yeah, I guess that's their goal. Yeah, especially if that one happens in New York City and Batman has to go from Gotham, Gotham to New York, to New York City. City for the next one. It's probably what they're going to do. Probably. probably. So the thing that I want to talk about is the weird disparity in the fighting, because Batman just kicks the turtles' asses, and Shredder kicks Batman's ass. Yes. But Shredder is on equal footing with the turtles in their world. It's it's a weird dynamic. Like, the turtles don't even put up a fight against Batman, and I'm like, how is this movie supposed to be called Batman versus Ninja Turtles, when A, they fight once for a little bit, and Batman just kicks their yeah, they, they abandoned the versus it's, it's part. Explain though why he kicks their ass. They're not focused. That part and the fact that he studies their fighting style prior to doing anything. Oh, like when he's... he when he's doing research, he's like, 
oh, they're practicing the art of ninjutsu or whatever. Exa- exactly. And then when um when they're fighting initially, he doesn't really do anything. He just is like dodging. Like he, he knows what's going to happen. Then he just like they even say he's almost like a detective. That's that's I feel that was pretty well explained. But the fa- but the fact that like we know. Like it implies that they're going to be on sort of equal footing. Yeah, and it also and, also, and they're not at all. It also is like again, just based off of what we know, the turtles have gone up against Shredder before, and have been able to hold their own, which means that it stands to reason that they should be able to hold their own against Batman, because Batman was barely able to hold his own against Shredder. Right, but so Batman can study Shredder, and Shredder has techniques that the turtles do not, which is explained also. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I thought the, the disparity was too great. Yeah, it's a little much. It's like Batman has six Robins in this movie. Really? And I only mean, one of them is a Robin. Yeah, it's got Batgirl and Robin. And then four, and then turtles. four turtles. Yeah. I don't think it should even call comparison at all. I don't, it's very misleading. It's a very misleading. <laughs> yeah, I could. I, I could expect with... them to fight nah. each, each other for most of the movie, but like it, it's. Don't call it that. Batman and yeah, yeah I, I like the ampersand. I think the ampersand yeah, works better. Much better. Unless they're going to make it more... Unless they're going to do more of it. If they're going to leave the first half of the movie where they're kind of like running into each other and like, stay out of my way. No, you stay out of my way. And then they do it again. And then eventually they realize that they actually are on the same team. Okay, sure. Batman versus. But this is just too much. like, Or not enough. Kind of surprised Splinter's not in the movie. He's very oh. briefly... He's mentioned... The, yeah, you get they, a show, they yeah. show him squaring off against Shredder yeah, yeah, because, because he knows form. the uh, a technique. I don't forget what it's called. Too. I know, but it makes a red foot clan symbol on the uh, yes. in midair. Um, I think it's because of lack of a good voice actor to, <laughs> to voice player. I think it was a budget issue. Who did it Couldn't in the live action? Uh, the nineties. No idea. I don't know who did it in the nineties. The remember they made like a. In the early 2000s, like, not a, almost like a DreamWorks, like, Pixar-type one yeah. called TMNT. Mm-hmm. That was just the title. It was, uh, that guy Mako, who was in a movie called Sidekicks with, uh, Chuck Norris. He's a cool guy. Uh, if you saw him, you would be like, oh, that guy. Gotcha. One of those guys. He passed away. Yeah, that's sad. So do you guys have more stuff, or should we do favorite, least favorite? I'm ready for favorite least. Seeks? Yeah. <laughs> they call him Ralph instead of Raphael. I shall go first. I go first. My favorite part of this movie is every time Michelangelo opens his mouth, it is amazing. He's quippy. He's one-liney. They put him on top of the T-Rex in the Batcave, which we didn't talk about nearly enough. That's We just talked about it now. Yes, we did. That's, I think that's the second time. Okay. Um... Yeah, I just... He's so good. He's so good in this. He really, really keeps me entertained and, like, made me chuckle throughout this. And that's... that That's huge. That's huge in these seven movies. Uh, least favorite, I think that the Arkham scene was a little too shoehorned in and a little too formulaic to what they always give us when they give us Batman movies. So I could have done done without that. Or, or at least could have done with them changing that some. The guy that voices Elmo... Currently, voice Splinter in the, in the early '90s one. That's pretty oh. great. Yeah. Okay. I saw your like mind explode with an aha moment when you were looking that up in your phone. Well, no, I know what it was about. He was at that Comic Con. Oh, missed it. Me too. Yeah. No, damn it. <laughs> if I knew that, I might have wasted up. <laughs> Master Splinter. <laughs> Master Elmo. <laughs> Mr. Elmo and Master Splinter, I guess. So, my fear is everything about Baxter Stockman. Yep, fair. <laughs> Didn't expect to see him, so glad that we did. And I guess my least favorite would be the animal transformations. I just thought it was a little much. My favorite is Michelangelo in the Batmobile. Oh, yeah. I, the biggest laugh absolutely got in this movie was just... Him calling the Batmobile, and then they're... Oh, my God. And he's actually in the Batmobile, and I was like, don't touch <laughs> anything. <laughs> Just, me. I like... I mean, that whole that whole interaction. I call the Batmobile. We have our van. Don't care. Call the Batmobile. Call <laughs> As he's, like, clicking in the seatbelt. I was like, there's no way he's going to be riding the Batmobile, actually, right? 
Yes. And then they like have Batman do like the like like he can't stop himself from pushing buttons. Just dad arms him. Just arms him. That's right. Good job. Fantastic. Again, another moment that I don't. It's, it's not doesn't feel like Batman to me. He does not give encouragement very often. Oh, the turtle's mouth at his cold heart. Yeah, apparently. It's Kawabunga. It's wonderful. Oh, real quick too. The turtle's head shape. This is like new school. Do you guys like it or do you prefer the old one? Don't like the eyes. I like the rounder heads. I like the rounder yeah, heads. I don't like the, yeah, I like the rounder heads. More oval. Yeah, I, I, the eyes. I didn't like. I didn't love the eyes in this. Old no. school turtle look. I'm, I'm a fan of. Yeah. yeah, me too. But they did let the turtles go into their shells. Almost, yes, which a lot. I really enjoyed. That Very good. Yeah. And my least favorite was uh, poison ivy. Yeah, again, like, yes. if they're gonna have them all fight them individually, and then they're just like. We, she can't reach us. We'll just walk out of the room. I was like, this is dumb. Why'd you even include this? Why'd you put Poison Ivy if you're going to have this dumb scene? Rematch? Rematch. I don't know where I would have her in like my Batman villain ranking. Low, I guess. Like, she I mean, she's cool though. sometimes, but in this movie, she's just a complete yeah. afterthought. And kind of just, why, why is she Very here? Very true. She's in the killer crack range for me. Yeah. He's not in this. Exactly. But this ranking is... No Clayface. I would... I would... I like... I like... Poison Ivy more than I like Scarecrow. Ooh, I love Scarecrow. I like Scarecrow. Fair Toxin. All about it. This Scarecrow, though? This iteration of Scarecrow? Oh, you talking about this movie? Okay. (laughs) How dare you. Then sure. Uh... Everyone's equal in this movie. What I mean is like well, I wish I'd, I would have rather I would have rather have seen a poison ivy fight as like whatever that monster is called from um, Little Little Shop of Horrors. No idea. Piranha Plant from Mario. That's what Piranha Plant from Mario Two from Little Shop of Horrors. That's what. Yeah. Like I'd rather I'd rather see poison ivy fight in that form against them than the scarecrow. Personally, as a crow, as a crow, it's pretty on the nose. Yeah, a little derivative. Was Bane a leopard? Uh, yes. Something. Something like that. Maybe. Some jungle cat, right? Yeah, some yeah. jungle cat. Most of them turn into cat-like things. Mr. Freeze is a polar bear. Yeah. Makes sense. Perfect sense. Jackal. She's a hyena or a jackal. Like Let's rate this sucker. Let's do it. Sure. If you haven't tuned in before, thanks for picking this episode to start, and... Our rating system uses infinity stones from one to six based on how good we thought the movie was. So if you give it six stones, you can also give it an infinity gauntlet, which is the highest honor you can bestow upon a movie. Let's let you know how many stones we're giving Batman vs. TMNT. Starting with... Corey! I think you gave your thing first. Uh, I'm going to give this a surprisingly high rating of a five stones, because I really enjoyed it, and I will be seeing it again soon. Um... We'll watch it tomorrow. Uh, depends on when time my wife gets home. Okay. So when she was driving me to my car for me to come over here, she's like, what are you doing tonight? I was like, oh, Batman vs. TMNT. And she was like, how was it? I was like, oh, it was really good. And she's like, now I'm sad I missed it. I was like, don't worry. We're going to be watching that very, very soon. So I'm going to put it on for her. So like, to have the rewatchability to do like that quick of a turnaround on a rewatchability, it's got to be high. Five stones. I'm going to try to see Child's Play tomorrow. What time? I don't know yet. But I'm going to be with my wife on our anniversary. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> if you happen to show up, it's cool, but... <laughs> yeah, I did this twice tonight. It's, it's you sitting eating gumbo at the table behind them. <laughs> it's you sitting like two rows behind them in the movie theater. I'll, I'll let you know what time. Um, it's, it's, you're it's, always eating. It's not going to be uh, an AMC one, though. Oh. Because she's going to want the recline, super reclining. Did just Corey go? That's yes. it. They sequel. So you give it. Oh, three stones. It's 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 a uh, not my favorite Batman animated feature. Um, again, I, the tone blend. Not the biggest fan of it. I didn't like the animal transformations either. There are some good lines in it. I really like Baxter Stockman. Like I can't stress that enough. <laughs> it's cool being a fan of two different franchises and being able to pick out the little things, the little moments. Like that T Rex in the Batcave, that's a that's a that's a staple, um, and that giant penny in the background. I don't know where that's from. Oh, I did. I did know where this is from. Um, fuck, it's it, it's actually from one of the. I feel like they made a reference to it in one of the live actions too. It's it's funny though because the the T Rex was in the Adam West 
Batcave, and there wasn't like a comic reference for it, but fans always had that question, so they made a comic book to justify it. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, if it's on like Channel 11 or something, I'll watch it. But, I remember uh, watching Nickelodeon. I'm, I'm not going to seek this one out. So Three Stones was good. The Penny Plunderer is the original. It is a trophy to say that he beat the Penny Plunderer. Sounds It has been retconned as a trophy from a time that Two-Face tried to crush Batman with it. Retconned. Comics are full. They sure are. Joe, yeah. why don't you rate Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I would love to. I'm spent. I'm just, it's so hot in here. Yeah, it's, it's getting... I'm going to be splitting the difference of you guys, because I'm going to end up giving this movie four stones. I think it's really enjoyable. I, I like the tone. I like the mixture of the two franchises. It's a little bit clunky at times. Love Baxter Stockman. Stockman. My one thing I wanted to bring up that I never got to bring up, Batman at the end folds his pizza. Yep, Batman he does. is the best. He understands how to eat pizza. He really is the best detective. <laughs> Was, like, was Robin stones. not allowed to eat pizza? Well, they started eating pizza, but like he said, like, this is no time for pizza. Yeah, it was like a very like we got to get pizza back to work. Nazi about it. It was but weird. It's very much the time. For pizza. Only the ter- only the turtles get to eat. Like, like it looked like it was Robin's first experience with pizza. Like he's on a strict Wayne diet. They're incredibly messy pizza eaters. Everyone in this movie. They sure are. It's ridiculous. like a napkin. Why? For what? Offered to cook them a gourmet meal. They wanted they want pizza. Pizza. Those are our ratings for Batman vs. TMNT. If you have seen this movie or you're a fan of Batman or the Ninja Turtles and want to let us know stuff about them, you can send us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom! You can find us on Twitter and send me a, a gif of your favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing at zthpodcast.com. Or if you just have a pet turtle, please take a picture of them and send it to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. That'd be adorable. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast, or search for us on Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and an E-S. No, you cannot call in. <laughs> Covered all the bases there. And find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Give us a five-star rating if you're enjoying the show. That would be really, really awesome. And if you want to leave a review, we'll read it on an episode of the show. And also, just tell people about the show. Send them our way. Send them to Zero's Talking Heroes on their podcast app. And we'll all have a great time together. Next time, we don't know what we're doing, because this is being recorded in the past for the future. So we'll be doing a movie at some point next week. You can count on it. That's going to happen. Thanks for joining us for Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Can't wait to see this movie. Can't wait to see blank movie. I can't wait to see blank movie. Until next time, it's my job as always to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Batman vs. TMNT definitely became that for somebody. I'm gonna. I can't that. That's a bonus. It's a big movie.